0: Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown.
1: Thanks for joining us today with Colorado Business Roundtable's podcast, Profits and Purpose. And we're so excited to welcome one of my favorite people in Colorado, Matt Adrian, who is with G5 Financial. And part of what Matt does, he's got a very impressive bio and really gives back to the community. But really what he does ultimately is help people realize their dreams by helping them plan financially. So welcome, Matt Adrian, to the show. Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Tell us a little bit more about you. What's your What's your
0: journey, how you got to work for G5
1: Financial, and a little bit more about you personally?
0: Sure. Well, I have lived in Denver from the age of four, but I went to town from Denver. (laughs) (laughs) I graduated high school from Highlands Ranch, and from there, went on to graduate from Drake out in Iowa. And I started working for Great West Life, and that's kind of how I got my start into the financial industry. They're now known as Empower, obviously, with taking over the stadium. So I was working in their 401k, 403b department for six years. Then in 2006, decided to leave Great West and join the family business of Adrian and Associates. This was prior to G5 financial Group. And this shift was really because I saw an inequity in the diversity of my industry. So I set out to change that issue and so fight that today. One of my main passions is bringing that inclusivity to the industry and I would say in the financial arena.
1: Oh, interesting. And tell me more about the family business.
0: Who works
1: for the family business? How long has it been uh, in operation?
0: Well, Adrian is kind of the patriarch, is my dad. And he started the business in 1983. And in 1983, there wasn't really a fee-based platform for financial advisors. So he was one of the first fee-based advisors in Colorado, Along with him, we we also have Cindy Marker, who was the first female CFP, and to go through that process. So we have a very eclectic, ancient history, kind of in the financial world in nineteen, you you know, from 1983 to now. Just so you know, my brother is also in the industry. He (laughs) does what I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know your brother, and I'm sure he'd appreciate that you gave him a shout out.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, you have to give a shout out to your brother, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So
1: one of the things um, you mentioned a little bit about why this industry is interesting for you from kind of your personal you know, passions. Tell me more about your commitment to give back. One of the things that I think has led us to be friends, I think, is this commitment to philanthropy, commitment to helping others. And I know that's a really big part of who you are. So tell me more about what you do um, philanthropically. I'm not
0: going to go into specifics about certain charities that I help, but I want to take you back a little bit to why I feel like for me, this is a passion. And that goes back to my grandpa and again, my dad in that they instilled the three T's and these three T's are time, talent and treasure. And I think it's important for us as a society to give those back. So, uh, as I've matured, I've realized that these these three T's fluctuate in each of the seasons of my life, as I'm sure you do too, Debbie. And I really want to take the time in the podcast and to look forward to saying, hey, this is where I would like the G5 group to help be committed to helping the communities that each of us are involved in, and then that way we can affect change on a greater scale.
1: Oh, that's really good. And I've seen that effort even with, you know, our friendship on you giving advice to my kids as young adults starting out and just how critical it is for um, especially young people, I think, to learn good habits of saving and investing at a really early age and just setting that money aside.
0: Right. And and we're fortunate that we have that ability to, like, we have that connection. And what I'm trying to do is get that connection outside of just our sphere and into different communities that we might not have that reach to.
1: Mm -hmm. And tell me more. I think I missed this part when I was asking you about G5 financial, but is there a specific mission for G5 that you you want us to know about?
0: Yeah. So the mission is to provide fiduciary prudent financial strategies to each client on a personal level. And we can get into more about, like, what fiduciary means, you know, down the road in the podcast. But we've really, the G5 group is really two families that have come together. We have husbands, wives, children, all working to succeed in this mission. And it's an exciting environment to work in. And our clients feel that energy, I think, of being part of the family. As you know, you've met, I I believe, Larry, who's one of our other principals, you've you bet, Lowell. I know that. And so, yeah, it, it, it's a fun, dynamic uh, group, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, the change that we see in the future. To bring it back to providing prudent financial strategies, I, I would throw out one of those examples would be kind of like the, the cost of the investment strategy that somebody might have put together through another financial advisor. It, it's really looking at that holistically to make sure it makes sense on a cost basis for what they're getting.
1: Well, and um, it sounds really complicated. I think for me, it's just, can I sleep at night and can I someday retire? That's probably as simple as (laughs) I want it to be. And especially now, I mean, we live in such turbulent times. I think we've seen other turbulent times before economically, but gosh, since January 2020, when I was concerned about, uh, you know, a certain business plan for Colorado Business Roundtable. And now, you know, it's only June. And I feel like it's been years because we've had, you know, we're still struggling with some global pandemic fears, now economic devastation, um, unemployment numbers that are really horrible. You know, obviously, it's it's people's lives. It's not just unemployment numbers. So in these turbulent times, you know, why is having a financial plan even more important?
0: Well, one, it's a strategy, like we just talked about. But let me take you back. What happened in 1999? Hmm, boy, that's a tough one. I don't even Y2K. remember <laughs> Y2K. We had the whole Y2K tech bubble thing going on. And everybody's like, oh, doom and gloom, world's coming to an end. I've got talk about everything. And then we kind of move past that. So by formulating strategies and creating a plan and adjusting that plan to account for the different financial events that arise, it helps each person meet that long-term goal. So it's important to create the plan outside of kind of the environment that we're in And then sticking to that kind of goal, making it just, one of my dad's favorite analogies, one of my dad's favorite analogies is from Alabama football days. And I know you can appreciate this, Debbie, because it's football.
1: Um, (laughs) So I love it.
0: (laughs) So so back in the 70s, my dad was part of the Alabama Crimson Tide kind of coaching staff, I'll say. And they were down in the, uh, the first half by three touchdowns. And Coach Bryant at the time knew that he had to change the strategy of using that wishbone because, you know, they started the wishbone back then under him and and for a shot to win that game. So at halftime, he decided to change that offensive strategy. And by doing that, they actually won the game by one field goal by breaking the wishbone, which was kind of unheard of back then. So knowing your financial, like the long-term objectives, you have to still be in touch that you might need to change one quarter or two in order to make that long-term goal happen. So yes, you take in the financial times of today, but it shouldn't affect the long-term planning process. Is that, it clarifies that a little bit.
1: And you might have already even answered my next question as far as COVID-19. You know, how has that affected your business? How it is, it, how it has it affected your clients? You know, or is it basically like, okay, we've got to just adjust the strategy similar to the coaching story, kind of adjust to the new situation.
0: Right. Yeah. And obviously Zoom calls, like Zoom calls, client calls, like it's been a lot more distant, which, I would say it took about six weeks to get adjusted to. And clients, for the most part, we've they still want to see us face-to-face, but yes, it's changed the industry a little bit where we're giving the market updates and we're sharing our strategy and our vision and checking in to make sure that they're safe during this time. I think it's pulled out more of our shared humanity in helping us thrive more as a business and as a community inside the business. And it also highlighted, I noticed a lot of the clients, they're worried about the return, but they're not as worried as they used to be. They're starting to see that it's not the end all experience in life.
1: More of a holistic view of right. what what brings happiness and joy, perhaps as opposed mm-hmm. to just being glued in on the markets day to day.
0: Exactly, Debbie.
1: Well, interesting. And I would think especially with, again, the the fears of the global pandemic, you know, aren't monetary. There's, there's a lot of fears regarding health issues as well that might put some things back into balance. Mm-hmm. So um, interesting. We spend a lot of time, as you know, because we represent uh, the private sector and some of Colorado's largest employers. We spend a lot of time on economic recovery, because our folks, uh, you know, aren't doctors mm-hmm. and scientists, so we're trying to solve what we can solve for sure. Right. So right. we know each other, so this is even more fun to do a podcast with you. And you know, I like simple things. Exactly. Like, how do you boil down? Like, is there a way to simplify your financial management philosophy into just a couple rules of thumb that we could take away today?
0: Sure, four fingers are all that's required, okay?
1: (laughs) I got four fingers. Set a goal.
0: (laughs) Set a goal. Set a strategy. Monitor and change. Those are the four things. So once you set a goal, set the strategy to reach that goal, and then monitor the strategy. And when the strategy is maybe not getting you to that goal, you need to be willing to change that strategy.
1: That does sound kind of simple. Um, how would you relate that to young adults? Because I always think like if somebody wakes up and they've gone through most of their career and they haven't put things in practice, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, okay. But how do you, what do you tell young adults who are maybe making plans today and want to make a decisions so that they can um, lead their best life and have
0: options when they're older as well? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, what are the, Going back to diversity, it really depends on where that person's coming from, that young person. So if it's a, let's say, a young woman getting into just finances and doesn't quite know what to do, I would say the best podcast that I've listened to is The Fairer Sense. And it's by Tanya Heaster and Kara Perez. And they really tackle all these different, I would say, women in finance type um uh, Issues. So not just the inequality of pay, but even the, like, the slew of everything that faces women getting into, not just into this industry, but around finances. If you have a younger person who's maybe more religious, you, you know this Deb, I used to teach Dave, Dave Ramsey's course, and he does a really good kind of simplified, here's how you get out of debt, uh, strategy, and you can listen to his podcast and he walks people through step by step on how to get out of debt and how to start saving and I think there's just a disservice to the younger generation and getting them starting to think about finances and saving and how to grow and change their I would say their financial shape.
1: yeah, I love that. Um, I think you know if I could go back in time and make different decisions in my twenties. You know, and I and I suspect I'm not alone, but I know for me personally, that would be so cool to think about what I would have invested in, what I would have done differently, and and kind of help, um, you know, give wisdom back if we can.
0: And if anybody's listening to the podcast who maybe doesn't have any sort of financial background, just by finance for dummies, it's the best 101 book.
1: <laughs> we'll put that link on with the site. That would be great. Yeah. So one of the things I know, Matt, that we talk about now and then is creating a business environment in Colorado that helps businesses thrive, like G5 Financial or other businesses that we are um, you know, serving. Po- how does public policy affect your business? I mean, I'm assuming that when you're looking to grow and thrive in a market, you want to see policies that that encourage businesses to grow and thrive? Or is this something that, that affects you day to
0: day? So it, I would say it affects year to year. Our industry is really heavily regulated by the SEC and, and FINRA. So one of the ones that are coming out, so there's a huge regulation change coming in our industry that's actually being initiated this month, and that's called Reg V I. And we're actually looking forward to this opportunity because of how we've been fee-based and disclosing fee-based for so long. It's now bringing the rest of the industry up to disclose that information. So it's going to make transparency of fees in the industry much more clear. And I think that we could, I hope that this continues, this trend of transparency about what the cost is. When you go and compare A to B, uh, different company products, uh, it's really hard to get all the fees and tell clients, hey, this is what you're paying.
1: That seems like a really good way to use public policy to help the industry and to help consumers, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it just, creates more transparency of information. And I think that's a good thing in our industry.
1: How can Colorado Business Roundtable be helpful to
0: your business
1: in terms of public policy? Well, thanks for asking.
0: I think putting pressure to continue that uh, transparency requirement in the financial industry is important. To be able to compare, like I said, those costs between corporations and to disclose those costs in a concise way to the end consumer Uh, would be beneficial. An example would be, I could pull out from, uh, ERISA plans like 401ks and 403bs, uh, that employers provide to their employees. Not all those fees that mutual funds uh, are disclosed. So mutual funds within those plans all have 12B1 fees. Where those fees go, nobody, it's not disclosed. So sometimes they go back to the plan, sometimes they go to, uh, the broker, like if I was a broker on the plan, they come back to me, but I don't have to tell a participant in that plan, hey, I'm getting paid from XYZ company to help compensate for my advice to you. So I think mm-hmm. once all that, those, that information is disclosed, that helps people understand, okay, here is the actual cost of what I'm doing uh, financially.
1: That's great information. I don't think I ever knew that, Matt, that there were sort of these sort of behind the scenes fee structures in your industry. So, you know, whatever we can do to be helpful in that seems like it's a super win for consumers and for people who are trying to make good decisions to exactly. have all the facts available.
0: Exactly. It, it, it's more in helping the in-consumer make the best decision for them, which goes back to us being fiduciaries. It doesn't matter if you're a client or not. I want to make sure that my fiduciary role is to help everybody be more informed.
1: Okay. It's a good way to kind of wrap up our time together and, I've really appreciated the advice you've given to me over the years to help me be more informed about just the financial world in general and uh, really enjoy giving um, information about g5 to our partners so that they can get more information as well so thank you Matt Adrian with G5 for joining us today
0: thanks for the invite Debbie appreciate it
1: you bet and thanks everyone for listening in to Colorado Business Roundtable and we look forward to bringing you bringing you more business leaders from Colorado to tell their stories. And uh, it's been wonderful to be with you all today.
0: Securities and advisory services offered through Genios Wealth Management Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere and cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom, in Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.